0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com/slash host.
1: Clap, 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 clap.
0: Go move your body.
1: Quinn Hughes makes a quick dash down the near side. Takes the puck behind the net, makes it to himself. Out the near side, Hughes shoots. Stop playing quick. We have score from Fisher. Top down, you, yep. diamond juice. All I see is you, right now, you. All I want is you, you, tunnel vision, you. Here's returning, empty net, shotgun.
0: Hello Canucks fans and welcome back to another episode of the Canucks Conversation Brought to you by the great folks at Zephyr Epic Not a normal episode, Chris People who listened to yesterday's episode know I was trying very hard to make that an emergency episode We haven't had an emergency conversation since the Tyler Toffoli trade Am I correct about that, Chris?
1: Yep, you are right And that's exactly why I didn't want to do uh, an emergency podcast yesterday Because I knew this was coming actually, believe it or not And I'm just going to say now, if you haven't listened to yesterday's
0: episode... Don't feel bad. Like, it was an okay episode, but we talked about COVID for most of the episode. We had to. It's an unfortunate scenario with our jobs right now. It's an unfortunate reality for all of us. But that's what we had to talk about yesterday. So we talked about it. Chris and I aren't doctors. We don't know that much about COVID, even after staying up to date on all the briefings, everything like that. But Chris, we have some actual Canucks news to get to. And you can hear the excitement in my voice because it's about a goaltender, Chris. Thatcher Demko and the Vancouver Canucks have come to an agreement on a five-year, $25 million contract extension $5 million a year cap hit, Chris Let's get your initial thoughts on this deal
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's a deal that I really like, honestly uh, I think it's something that we've talked about a lot over the past few weeks Is what kind of deal does it look like? Is it, is it in the realm of two to three years? And then you're going to have to pay big money after that I just, I think you're getting Thatcher Demko right now in the prime of his career as a starting goaltender for the next five years at $5 million, and if he's able to just continue to build on what he's done so far as an NHL starter, I, I'm damn excited to know that he's under the cap for $5 million for the next five years.
0: Okay, there's a lot to break down with this deal, Chris, and I think the place we kind of need to start is the risk involved with this deal. Now... Thatcher Demko's only played, had like, what, 62 starts, I think, in his career, and half of those were as a pretty okay backup. The other half, the last month, he's been an elite starter, near the top of the league. Again, we've talked about this on this show. Andre Vasilevsky, Marc-Andre Fleury, Thatcher Demko, they all belong in the same conversation this year and this month. This, to me is this management group thinking long term you have Elias Pettersson you have Quinn Hughes coming up this off season getting out in front of Thatcher Demko and getting this done is a good move for this management group and thinking long term because i was just having this conversation with one of my uh one of the people i kind of go back and forth with about Canucks stuff and he he made a really good point he was basically saying this cap hit isn't great for them next year and that's kind of my thinking on it is you're going to be paying him $5 million next year, and they don't have a ton of cap space next year. That's no secret, right? But they are thinking long-term here. And when you go five years, I tweeted this, in years 3, and f- three 4, 5 of that deal, it legitimately has the potential to be the best goalie contract in the league. Like... It is going to be up there because you're assuming that the cap is eventually going to go up, right? And this is a tweet from Stefan Rogue who I feel like I give a shout out to. Yeah, yeah, we know episodes, you love Stefan. Yeah, sorry. These are comparables of goalie signed long term at age 25. Connor Hellebuck, $6.2 on a six-year deal. John Gibson, $6.4 on an eight-year deal. That one, the Gibson deal, Chris, is the one that I look at as the comparable to Demco and saying, okay, this was long term. Obviously, they went longer with Gibson, but it has the potential to be that good of a deal. Like, the Gibson contract right now, in my honest opinion, is that that's the best goalie contract in the league. That's the best one in the league right now. You've got Andre Vasilevsky, 9.5 by 8 at age 25. Remember, he's only 26 right now, believe it or not. And then Thatcher Demko, 5 million at 5 years. Now, he is not in that upper echelon yet because he hasn't performed to the at the same For the same length of time that Hellebuck, Gibson, and Vasilevsky all did before they signed their deals. Hence why their deals are worth more and have more years involved. Demko is a player that the Canucks are betting on right now. And in my opinion, Chris, this is a good bet for this management group and for this club. Now, the, the importance has to go to signing Ian Clark. Because you just can't have Demko have him on this deal... And not sign Ian Clark as well. Because this is a goalie coach that's helped him so much. He was not technically sound when he got to the Canucks. Chris, this is not news this shouldn't be news to anybody who's listened to this show thatcher demko has improved so so much and you obviously you can see it on his on ice results but really when he came here he was not a technically sound goaltender it was just like jacob markstrom like jacob markstrom had a lot of flaws in his game that ian clark really cleaned up and being able to go back and forth with ian clark every day helped demko a lot helped markstrom a lot you're seeing the effects right now of markstrom not being with ian clark now Obviously it's not all about Ian Clark here Thatcher Demko is his own person He's his own goalie and he's a great goaltender But you see the effects That it's having on Markstrom right now Like Markstrom's not having a great year And it's the first year of a six year deal And that deal is not going to age well And that's, you know, we talked about it this offseason Chris Me, Woodley, we all kind of say the same thing That you don't want to sign goaltenders long term And that's why when I originally saw this I thought to for a second to myself Hmm Maybe they shouldn't have signed this contract, but after thinking about it more and more, it just seriously has the potential to be the best goalie contract in the league in years three and five. I think Gibson's yeah. the only one that would give it a run for its money. But yeah, sorry, I talked for like five minutes there. Go ahead, Chris.
1: <laughs> no, I mean this is this is going to be a, a good episode for you to put on your highlight reel when you send it out to people because you're going to do a lot of the talking, uh, talking about goaltenders. But just to add to that. Every single deal that you've mentioned so far, whether it be Gibson, Vasilevsky, or even the the Markstrom deal that you just talked about there, all those deals are longer than five years long, right? I mean, that's, that's the thing about this deal with the Vancouver Canucks is... You know, all those deals are making more money than Thatcher Demko is. And you are mentioning that it is a little bit of a gamble, but from what we've seen so far, and I think with the progression through Demko's career and really really the way that a lot of people hoped things would have gone for Demko as he developed into an NHL goaltender, they've really gone that direction. I mean, a lot of good things have happened to Thatcher Demko ever since he's come into the NHL. And we you know, you can remember a year and a half ago pushing Honduras Nielsen's out of town. Uh, Pushing Anders Nielsen out of town to get Demko in Was something that his camp was pushing for And now we're at that point And to see this $5 million cap hit Like, I think I mentioned it earlier But I'm I'm very, very happy with this deal For the Vancouver Canucks moving forward And, and like you said it, it does have the potential If he still continues to grow into his potential He has the potential to be one of the best Best contracts out of all the goaltenders in the NHL I agree with you on that point point. And to think that they were able to do it at only 5 years And not have to commit too deep into his 30s Or really into his 30s at all I mean that's a huge boost for the Canucks And if he continues to develop at that point And still is a good solid goaltender Then you look at another deal to somewhere three, four, five years again to sign him So looking at it right now With this team and the window that they're going to have to compete With their young players like Elias Patterson and Quinn Hughes Coming into their own Signing Demko at $5 million for five years is an excellent deal, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, like, make no mistake. Right now, with Demko's numbers and the sample size, this right now is above league comparables. Like, it is. That's the reality of the situation. You are banking on long-term success here. Which is why I say, Chris, that it is now so important for the Canucks to go get Ian Clark signed. Now, one thing that I kind of wanted to bring up is... Look, we, we know that the Ian Clark debacle isn't really on Jim Benning, and I've said that on this podcast before. So how does Jim Benning and this management group have the authority to sign contract extensions that are above comparables around the league, but he's not allowed to lock up the coaches who are largely, largely to thank for that success? And the development path that this goaltender, Thatcher Demko, has been on is largely due to the work of Ian Clark. Like, if you have something that works, right, why are you not trying to lock that up right now? Like, I get that they think a coach is more replaceable than a player, I absolutely get that, but you're seeing Exhibit A of what can happen when a goaltender who's worked with Ian Clark for years is no longer with Ian Clark. Like, you don't have to look far, man. You look at Bobrovsky, he struggled. They bring in a goaltending institution in Florida and it's starting to look a little better for him, sure, but... Bobrovsky struggles, okay. Markstrom, you don't have to look far. He's they're playing, they're playing Markstrom tonight. Like, it's like I don't want to rag on Markstrom because he obviously he's playing through an injury, he's he's having trouble right now, and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna rag on him. But what I am saying, Chris, is we had Matt Sikaris on the show a while ago, uh, during the pause, I think it was, and you know, he kind of hinted that, and this is this is not anything new. That the Canucks probably could have signed Markstrom to a 5x5 or a 5.5x5, and they waited too long. And then he went to open market and was going to get way more than that, as we saw with Calgary. So when I I look at this, it's not a matter of you either sign Markstrom to a 5x5 or Demko to a 5x5, but if you have to choose from those two, I am taking Demko, and I know it's the riskier option, but... You're locking up a goaltender through his prime years, and now I just all I'm saying, Chris, is this contract, the risk associated with this contract significantly goes down if you just lock up the coach who's
1: helped this goaltender find the success that he's at right now. Absolutely. I mean, when you have one of the best in the league, one of the best in the world at teaching goaltenders how to perfect their game and, and get the best out of each of their goaltenders... You need to protect that asset, and I think that's the big thing that, you know, it didn't take long to see Canucks Twitter already immediately turned to the Ian Clark things. I mean, it was everybody was quote-tweeting the uh, Elliot Friedman or the Frank Cervalli tweet, and then within about two minutes, everyone was like, kind of turning their attention to the Ian Clark deal. And I agree with you, I think that getting that deal done needs to be... Really one of the things that they have to look at, I think right now, I think the most pressing issue for the Canucks and the thing that they need to address the quickest, like you could talk about the Pedersen and the Hughes deals, and yes, those need to be addressed for sure. You need to at least start some conversations right now, but for me, if I was Canucks management and I'm looking at the next big move that I'm going to make with this group, it's Ian Clark. Like I think at this point with you sign the five-year deal, it's potentially Ian Clark's deal, like his deal might be more important than Travis Green's right now. With the way that you're looking forward into And I think the Canucks need to really figure out What they're doing with both those guys And really need to get a contract done for both those guys You know, Greens is probably going to come in in a few years I wonder if Ian Clark's deal would be something like five years Like, does he want to backpack himself To a young goaltender in Thatcher Demko Who has proven to be one of the best goaltenders At times, multiple times throughout the past year I think you could say that Demko Has been the best player of the month And I think that we're seeing that And continue to see more development With the group that they're using right now With that goaltending Crew and that needs to be the most Pressing issue right now like that's The first thing I would be looking forward to right Now when you're talking about locking up coaches Because you already have Demko now locked in for the Five years I would sure as hell like to see Ian Clark attached to that for the five years of this Contract
0: absolutely and Here's the thing that sucks about not being in Locker rooms right is I can't go up to Thatcher Demko after a game Or after a pregame after a skate and Ask him when the cameras are off and off the record I can't ask him hey in your negotiations, was there any talk of keeping Ian Clark here long-term? Because that's just—it doesn't feel like a really appropriate question to ask over Zoom. But I might do it anyway, Chris, because that's something that's on. I'm legitimately curious. I 100% if would. in negotiations.
1: Yeah, Quads, you 100% should be asking that today after the game.
0: After the game? I think that's a morning skate yeah, question, okay. man. It yep, depends yep. the outcome of the game. Depends the outcome the yeah, I'm not the gonna depends the outcome. I don't want
1: to put you in a bad situation and force you to ask a question again. Uh as listeners yeah, listeners no of this kidding. show know. But uh yeah, maybe in the next morning skate, you know, next time we got Thatcher Demko. Wouldn't be surprised to, to hear from him tomorrow morning uh from the media. But to to kind of expand on the media availability, do you think we get Jim Benning here pretty soon then? Because this is a nice, a very positive news story for the Vancouver Canucks. I wonder if Jim Benning's gonna speak here pretty soon.
0: <sighs> Who knows? We we don't like the last time he he spoke. It was under the worst circumstances. So yeah, maybe I'd like to hear from Jim. I would love to ask Jim a question because it's just like he, <laughs> there's already quotes out there from that last press conference about how badly he wants to get Travis and Ian Clark signed, and I think. Everybody in the market, every fan, kind of understands that it's nothing similar to the Judd Brackett situation, where it's, oh, Jim doesn't want Ian Clark back. Like, no, Jim wants Ian Clark back. Everybody wants Ian Clark back. They need to figure out a way to do it now. And when I say they, I don't mean the management group. It's the step above. Like they, it's, it's, it's a tough situation right now, Chris, because this. Is if you're looking long term and this management group and the ownership is obviously signing off on this deal, they're thinking long term right now with Demko, right? And I think you have to look a little further. You have to look and see how important Ian Clark is for this young goaltender. And you're locking Demko up through his prime years, which is why I like the deal so much. But man, it could blow up in your face Like, I, I'm, not just, I'm not just here to pat everybody on the back and say Oh, this is a great signing Like, no, there's legitimate concern If you can't bring Ian Clark back, there's legitimate concern That Demko could not figure it out And he will potentially kind of fall off a cliff Like we've seen other goaltenders who suddenly have to stop working with Ian I'm not here to pump anybody's tires But man, if there's anybody who deserves their tires pumped It's probably Ian Clark so getting him re-signed is extremely, extremely important. Yeah, you don't want to praise right
1: Jim? You don't want to give a thank you, Jim? Keep it at that quads? You know, this is, this is a...
0: Well, keep it to a thank you, Jim. Yeah, no, you know what? People should be thanking Jim. This is... I, I like the deal. And I, I actually saw people tweeting thank you, Jim, uh, after this deal. It's, it's pretty nice to actually see some consensus on Canucks Twitter. Like, it seems like everybody likes this deal... And there's just a few people who obviously have reservations about the first couple years And obviously the risk factor, right? It's just I think a lot of people kind of like taking a risk on Demco As compared to what this management group has taken risks on before I'm looking at Brandon Sutter, I'm looking at Jay Beagle, Antoine Roussel Those, those are risks and they did not pay off I like this one for the Canucks, that's all I'm going to say is
1: this, is this the best contract that Jim Benning signed, do you think? Looking at it right now. Like is there a better contract? I I can't think of one. We have a better deal that, that Jim Benning has signed.
0: We can't count Elias Pettersson, Quinn Hughes ELCs, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um <laughs> I think the compare the only one that would come close to it is Horvat, right? And I think when you yep. look at the production of Horvat, that's a good deal. But I, I think it's too early to say if it's the best deal. It has the potential to be the best deal. I like I said, it has the potential to be the best goalie contract in the league, Chris. It also has the potential to flame out and not be as great as we think. Again, I'm telling you, you lower that risk by signing Ian Clark. So I, 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 I think it's up there. It, it's certainly up there, but I don't know if I can call it the best deal right now. I think I think I could, but I also think it's wise to wait and see kind of how everything plays out with Ian Clark, how everything plays out with the first couple years of this deal.
1: Yeah, I I think just looking at it compared to the rest of the deals, I think that unless Thatcher Demko completely falls off a cliff, and that could come from potentially losing Ian Clark, I don't think he's going to fall off and be a, a horrible goaltender. But you don't want to be in in twenty in the twenty four twenty five season, and Mikey DiPietro is now your starter, right? When Thatcher Demko is making five million dollars, I mean, great. Maybe if DiPietro is just unreal, then awesome. But you know, if he's pushing for him. To be the starter in three or four years from now And you're still paying Thatcher Demko for five million Plus for a handful that's That's still a tough situation but yeah Just looking at the comparables and long term Big deals that he signed I mean you have Brock Besser's deal, I guess you could talk about the three year deal that, you know, at 587, pretty decent little little bridge deal for Besser. He's proving that this year. Bo Horvat's deal, like you talked about, the 5.5, that's gonna take him all the way to the 23 24 season before he's a UFA. But then it's like what? Brandon Sutter's deal is up there, Antoine Roussel's deal is up there, like Tyler Myers' deal is up there. Like this this to me is by far the best deal that I think Jim Benning has signed. As his tenure as a Vancouver Canucks GM I think it's by far the best deal Just because I don't think that that cliff is really going to come I don't think that cliff is going to come for Thatcher Demko He's going to have his ups and downs But for Canucks fans Just know that for the next six years This guy is going to give you a night in, night out Good performance He's going to be Thatcher Demko And if he's able to really evolve into being a guy Who's not only in the conversation every couple of months As the best goaltender in the league But if he's able to get to the point Where we're having a conversation every year for the Vesna. And he's around that, if he's even top five, you know, in in three of those five years, I think you're getting a great deal. And I think that's very achievable for Thatcher Demko with the way that he's playing right now and developing as a young goalie. Absolutely. And again, it's a short sample size, but man, you Bennington just got
0: six by six, right? And he's a little bit older and, you know, he's already showing signs of regression, which is what kind of confused me about the Bennington deal. But I guess we won't get too into that. I think the The point of this was to just get out, get an emergency episode out right away. It's been nice to do an emergency episode, Chris. I mean, I don't really have much else to add on the deal. I I like the bet for the Canucks, but we can't sit here and pretend that there's no risk involved. Like, someone someone tweeted me the other day and was like, Oh, I like that you guys put the pom-poms away when you talk. And... I think we do a pretty good job of putting the pom poms away, uh, but I think the pom poms might have been out a little bit too much in this episode for me, at least. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna come back around and say there is definitely risk involved with this deal. I just think Thatcher Demko is a good goaltender, and I think Ian Clark's a great goaltending coach. That's my professional opinion. You need to get both of these guys signed. It can't just be one. It can't just be one Chris, I'm telling you, you could see it blow up in your face. The risk significantly goes down if you sign Ian Clark. So that's my final take on the situation. Thank you. Yeah.
1: It's like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. You can you can have a piece of toast with peanut butter on it. That's fine. A piece of toast with jelly, that's fine. But you put them together and you got a hell of a sandwich right there in a PB&J, which by the way I haven't had I can't remember the last time I've had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but uh, I the one thing I wanted to to dive in a little bit on before we kind of wrap up here. Is the goaltending now is going to be taking up $9.3 million on the cap next year With Braden Holtby and Thatcher Demko Do you think that that situation now with Braden Holtby Has to be one of the priorities for the Canucks to get rid of that contract? Because, you know, I don't think the Tyler Myers deal is going to be getting moved anytime soon Uh, Pretty damn confident that we're not going to see uh, Louis Erickson's contract come off the books Um, You know, Sven Berchi comes off next year, so that's good But uh, $9.3 million now tied into your goaltending I think a lot of people like to have the the positive thought and, you know, have to look at it from you know, a pretty a pretty hopeful position to think that Mikey DiPietro can come in and be the backup next year. But I don't think it's out of the realm to think that, you know, bringing in a different goaltender at a million dollars as a cheap backup because Demko plays so much and then letting Mikey DiPietro work his way into the backup role in a similar way that Thatcher Demko did a couple of years ago. I think that's a good way for the Canucks to look at next season's goaltending. The big problem is that $4.3 million to Braden Holtby. Do you think that needs to be a priority for them to now get off the books?
0: Yes, and this is what I want to post to you, Chris, because it looks to me that the only, well, not the only, but the main avenue to do that, Chris, to me at least, is going to be the Seattle expansion draft. And here's the thing. We talked about when the deal was signed. We thought Holtby was going to be better. We thought that... They were going to be able to just kind of shop him to Seattle and leave him on protecting. Seattle was going to take him. He looked like the only goaltending option. Now, I think the Canucks might have to attach a pick to get them to select Holtby, right? And I guess what my question to you, Chris, is if, you, if you're the Canucks and you have the option to get rid of a contract, get out of a contract by giving up a pick... Are you picking Tyler Myers or Braden Holtby? Because I've seen people float Myers, and at this point, I think it's Holtby. And I think with Holtby, you could probably get away with it by giving up maybe a second, a third. With Myers, it's going to be a first, at least, I think. But with Holtby, I I think Seattle... I think I think Seattle would value Holby as a as a person though and as a goaltender as well and kind of like a veteran presence and he's only there for one year I think you could get out of the Holby contract for a second or
1: a third. Yeah, I think you can do it for less than that and I don't think I don't think it's a bad idea having both of them exposed. And this is something that we can get into on a later episode, because we just want to get the Stature Demko bonus episode out. Oh, for sure. For sure. No, no,
0: no. I know, I know Myers is going to be exposed. I was saying they're they're not going to select Myers, right? Right. Unless the Canucks give up something,
1: but, I think. Uh, but I do think that having both of those names out there, and the Canucks spot that they're in, there's really not going to be some names that pop off the page where Seattle's like, oh, we should definitely pick up this guy. And then you see Tyler mm-hmm. Myers and Braden Holt be on that list. And I do think that there's a chance that they just straight up go out and select them. Maybe, maybe a fifth round pick gets them to take Braden Holtby. Like, if they're already thinking about it, pushing them into that corner with a fifth round or maybe even a fourth round pick probably gets a deal done. I, I just think that's the way that I'm looking at it. Just because the way the Canucks are going to protect their players, there's like, man, there's not a lot of, there's no defenseman that, that Seattle's going to be able to play with next season. There's not a lot of forwards that are going to be NHL ready. I mean, you know, Cole Lind or Jonah Gadjovich, like, is that something that Seattle's excited for? Like, potentially Cole Lind, I guess, but, you know, Gadjovich off to his start. Maybe that's where the route that they want to go is selecting a forward. But looking at goaltenders, I mean, yeah, that one year deal at $4.3 million. I know the money's like something like 5.8. Is it like that's the actual money that you have to pay on Braden Holtby? That might affect it a little bit. But I do think that putting Braden Holtby and Tyler Myers out on the list. For Seattle to select from Is is kind of the best case scenario Because I do think that there is a chance That Seattle could go with one of those two So I'll be curious to see how it works out um, But I think just Looking at the goaltending situation And how it's going to play out next year With Demko playing a huge Huge majority of the games To have Braden Holt be making $4.3 million On the cap while he's playing in maybe what maybe 15% of games right Like would that be too too low to say Like maybe 25% to 25% of the games I just think that That's got to be one of the big priorities for the Canucks Moving forward now is to see if they can get rid of that money And I do I do agree with you Saying that the Seattle expansion draft Seems to be the easiest way to make it happen
0: Yeah 9 million is just too much to lock up on goaltenders Yeah it is And that's the reality of it And I don't know if DiPietro is ready to be a backup You might have to go out and sign a You know, you don't have to go out and sign a 1A. Like, the Canucks have picked their guy. Their guy is Thatcher Demko They don't need a 1A to insulate him Now they weren't sure if he was going to be a starter this year And that's not a knock on the management group That's not a knock on the coaching staff You could not be sure that Demko was going to come out and play the way he has this year Nobody could have Nobody could have been sure about that You could have said it as a fan and been like I think Demko is going to be great But you didn't know for sure yeah. Nobody knew for sure There was no way of knowing So you had to go out and get Holpier You had to go out and get Some sort of 1A, 1B guy, and I I don't hate that they picked up Holtby. like, I get why they did it, and I I see a lot of people adding it as, this is another mistake by this management group, and yeah, it is in hindsight, but man, like, when that deal was signed, I'm sorry, I I was in the camp of saying this is a good deal, because you just don't know with Demko, like, goalies are voodoo, even for people who pay attention to goalies all the time, and... I think you just had to see it from Demco And you hadn't seen it in a large enough sample size At that point And an argument could still be made That you haven't seen it at a large enough sample size At this point now Yeah, I don't know Chris Like, I look at the Holtby deal and say At the time it made sense Now it looks bad It looks like a stain on the organization It looks like a stain on the management group I completely get it You're still going to have to go out and sign somebody But it's not going to have to be a 1A I guess that's kind of what my point is When it comes to You know What the outlook for this goaltending tandem is going to look like next year I just don't know if you can put Mikey DiPietro Who still hasn't played a game, by the way, in over a calendar year Put him in as the NHL backup I don't know if he's ready for that And it's it's really tough to say when he's not getting any games, Chris Yeah,
1: no, absolutely And I'm with you in the same boat Like, yeah, a lot of people can be negative And maybe look back at this whole B deal And be like, oh, it didn't work out But... They didn't really bank like they just they just took a risk with the Sachedemco 5-year deal. I don't think it's a huge risk, but it is a risk like you've talked about earlier on in the episode. They didn't decide to go with that risk going into this season, and I think that was a safe bet, right? It was a safe bet getting Braden Holtby for two years. He didn't have to add the third year on there. I thought that was a better job by Jim Benning not giving the extra year, maybe putting a little bit of extra money onto the four point three four guy like Braden Holtby. And and you know what? If he's back next year, it is a good safety net in case Thatcher Demko does go down. And with we see how much how much workload Thatcher Demko gets every single season now, moving forward into this five year deal. There are going to be injuries I mean he's not Going to go five years being completely healthy This is going to be a guy with a huge workload at Goaltender and there's just freak, too many freak Situations in hockey to imagine that he's going to be Healthy throughout the whole thing and I think Having a guy like Braden Holt be there next year Might not actually hurt the Canucks if that's A guy that needs to come in and start for you because It's just it's not time for DiPietro You're not going to see Seelovs and the guy That you're probably going to go out and sign for your thir- third Goaltender next year if it isn't uh, Mikey Di Pietro, Um, It's going to be a guy that you don't trust To start many games either So having Braden Holby next year might not be the worst thing Because I think come to that 22-23 season That's going to be a lot of fun Like man, I just looking at that season Like After Braden Holby's contract's up If he's not picked up in the expansion draft If he just plays out his contract The year after that, Thatcher Demko and Mikey DiPietro As your goaltending tandem That's a lot of fun and I know that's something that You're probably going to be excited about moving forward too
0: yeah, anytime an Italian makes the league, I'm, I'm happy. So, yeah, even though he roasted me that one time on Utica Radio. But we'll, we'll, we'll ignore <laughs> that. Chris, do you have anything else you want to add before we wrap up an emergency episode? Because I think I've exhausted every avenue about this Demco
1: deal. No, I just, I man, like, I look at it, and the more and more I look at it, I do think this is Jim Benning's best deal. I think this is the best deal Jim Benning has made, uh, in a contract at least, um, throughout his tenure as a GM. This is the best contract that Jim Benning has put pen to paper on.
0: I think that's fair. I just think it's too early to say for sure. But I, I, I do appreciate you saying that because I, I think it, I, like I think it has the potential. I just don't know if it's there yet. You have to see it, like, man. And and I'm a, I'm a big fan of Thatcher Demko. Like I think he's a great goaltender. But man, you're not going off a huge sample size, and it has the potential to blow up in your face, especially. You know what I'm going to say if you don't get Ian Clark signed. So. I don't know if you can call it the best contract just yet But I think it's up there And I think it has the potential to be
1: I like how you don't want to jump to conclusions But you'll tell me that Joel Bloomquist is going to be the best goaltender Of his draft class as he moves into the NHL And becomes an elite starter You want to jump to conclusions on that But you won't jump to conclusions on Thatcher Demko Who's had one of the best performances in the playoffs Over a three game (laughs) stretch there And also has been one of, if not the best goaltender And most productive contributor to an NHL team this season for, from the goaltender position at least I don't think he's at the level of of Connor McDavid at impacting games but certain nights he is certain nights Thatcher Demko makes more of an impact on a game than Connor McDavid does and yep. I think signing that type of player to a 5 year deal at 5 million dollars that's one hell of a deal for Jim Benning and that's all I have to say on this one absolutely
0: love it you're you're uh, you're <laughs> never mind I'm not going to say that <laughs> I was going to make a 650 joke in there but you know everything's good there uh... <laughs>
1: Well, go ahead. You already set up the joke. It's it's better. I'd rather you say it than not say it. I was going to say, I'm like, wow, the corporate overlords are starting to get to you. eh? You're like, oh, I got to pat Jim Benning on the
0: back. You got the company memo, you know? That's just a joke. I I hate when people (laughs) say that, that everybody has an agenda. Like, nobody has an agenda. Like, you just, Halford and Bruff got there, and the first thing they said was, Yeah, we're not going to be the house of positivity We're going to be the exact same Like, there's no corporate overlords at Rogers being like You need to be nice to the Canucks Or at Canucks Army People still think that there's, like, corporate overlords And that Jackson's DMing me And being like, hey, you need to be way more mean about the Canucks I'm like, oh,
1: okay And it's like, that's not how anything works here Like, that's not (laughs) Quit it with your conspiracies about Vancouver media (laughs) I did. Uh, I did have a meeting with the boss uh, from Sportsnet six fifty yesterday. So you know, he you know, I have a meeting with the boss one day, and the next day I'm out here talking about uh, <laughs> talking about Jim Benning and, and the best contract Jim Benning's ever signed, pumping Benning's tires. I don't know. Maybe I got to throw in the Rogers uh, the Rogers sound here at this point because it's changing my brain a little bit.
0: My latest for Canucks Army is Jim Benning deserving
1: of Executive of the Year? Yeah. No, it's just gonna be is Jim Benning elite? Question mark. <laughs> That'll that hit hard.
0: Oh, jeez. Yeah, I wouldn't even change that headline. I, I'd let it run. I'd let it run. Anyway, Chris, I think now's a good time to close out the show. Uh, nice little emergency episode for us. It's been a fun one. I wonder what the next piece will be. I think it's going to be when Quinn Hughes and Elias Pettersson's deal get announced at the same time. Like, that's probably well, going to be in the more middle a trade. of the summer. That's what we're going to talk about for sure.
1: Or a big trade. I mean, there could be another emergency podcast if yep. Tanner Pearson gets you a second or, you know, if anybody really gets a big pick, uh, we'll definitely be here to get another uh, bonus kind of just uh, uh, emergency podcast. So we'll be able to put it out for you guys as quick as possible. And hopefully you enjoyed this. And uh, yeah, great deal. Great deal from Benning. Great deal for Demko. I'm, I'm very excited to not have to worry about this moving forward. And now... You know, it's only about Ian Clark that we worry about right now with the goaltender situation. So that's all I have. Uh, Yeah, good episode. Good bonus episode of the emergency style here, Quads.
0: Absolutely. Good deal for the Canucks. Now go get Ian Clark signed. For Chris Faber, my name is David Quadrelli. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Canucks Conversation.